Buddy, well, we heard from Ricky Weeks and Pat Murphy, hand-in-hand, arm-in-arm, up there at the podium today being officially introduced as the, well, co-coaches, co-managers. I don't know how they're going to put it. It's just a a strange situation. We'll get into that. We'll get into some of Matt Arnold's comments. And also, the Brewers have some decisions to make here in the very near future. We'll get to all that coming up next here on Locked On Brewers, part of the Locked On Podcast You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Everybody, well, the Brewers did end up having a press conference today, and they got Ricky Weeks up there, and they got Pat Murphy. The coaches all flew in from wherever they were all around the country, thinking they had the the winter off. Well, they flew in to support the the new co-managers of this team. That's because that's basically what it sounds like it's going to be. Uh, a coach and a coach in waiting. Manager and a manager waiting. Chuck Freeman here, Lockdown Brewers, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. Thanks for having us along here today. Follow us along on Google, Spotify, Apple. We're on all the major podcast downloads. We're the number one brewer podcast on the internet for a reason because you great fans out there, you fans out there who download us, Every day we get thousands and thousands of downloads because, hey, you know what? In the offseason here, the Brewers might not be playing, but they're making news every day, and that's why we are here every day. And for the last two weeks, we've been talking about manager changes and managers going other places, and here we are. The Brewers are set, and we can move forward with Pat Murphy and Ricky Weeks. I'm going to tell – I'm going to say they're co-managers. They both got introduced up there today. Follow us along on YouTube. Go to YouTube, search Locked on Brewers. Hit the subscribe button. Our growing, our ever-growing YouTube audience out there. And then hit that like button. That'll let you every time we drop an episode here on Locked on Brewers. All right. Um, They were introduced today up there at the press conference. And like I said, the coaches came in and all that. And now here's the thing about these press conferences I want to tell you about especially when a coach or a manager is introduced. And I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to blow this down by any means, but here's the deal. These guys are going to get up there and they're going to talk about how they're going to fight and they're going to have the best possible team. We're going to play the last out and all that sort of thing. And Ricky said some things. I know they got a lot of people excited out there in a good way on Brewer nation. I just say uh, these press conferences from, uh, you know, the Brewers have had 20 managers. I've, I've, I've been through like 17 in my life. Okay. And I've seen these press conferences before and every guy from Davey Lopes on, they get up there and you're initially excited about it. Tom Treblehorn, people excited about Bill Garner, people excited about Craig council. People were excited about, all right. Like I said, Davey Lopes, they get up there and they give that rah, rah speech. And then before you know it <laughs> by mid season, maybe not until even until May, Fans are all over them. So all I'm saying is, whatever these guys say at the press conference, don't buy into it 100%. I see some of you guys say, well, I'm going to run through a wall for that guy today. Okay. Hey, there's a difference between talking up there and saying, and I'm not saying these guys can't back up what they're talking about here, but there was a big difference, a huge difference. Um, So that's that's all I'm saying. Uh, Today's show is brought to you by the great folks at FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book for a reason. I appreciate everybody at FanDuel uh, for sponsoring this show because, hey, if it wasn't for FanDuel, 
we wouldn't be talking to you guys every day along with other great sponsors. But they're the number one sports book in America for a reason. Why? Because they have the prop bets on there. They have the live betting. They have everything you need to get your NFL Sunday off to a good start. Your college basketball. There's college basketball going on all day. Some of these tournaments that are going on in South Carolina and all that. You got to take advantage of it. And at FanDuel, they are there. They're there 24 hours a day helping you out. Number, and again, you can also score early because new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's an easy bet, a $5 money line bet. I can get $150 in free plays if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com, locked on, backslash locked on to get started. Fanduel.com, backslash locked on to get started today with your account on Fanduel. All right. Now, again, you know, I don't want to sway you guys because I know a lot of you guys are excited. And, yeah, so I'm just saying pump the brakes. Let these guys manage a few games, several games, before we can get a good grasp on them. Now, it just was – I've never seen a manager introduced. Now, this is what's unique about this situation. Normally, when a manager gets up there and introduced to the media, he's up there. Like when Craig Council was introduced, he, had, he didn't have Jerry Naren next to him, Okay. He didn't, you know, he did well, Murphy was named bench coach like after the season, uh, after Council's first year. His council took over in May of 2015, and then Naren was his bench coach, and he ditched Marin and he hired his buddy, Pat Murphy. So, but Murphy, these, these two guys up there at the same time, it just was odd because, like, okay, who's running the team here? Just as I thought. I, again, I hope it's not an issue. But Matt Arnold, when talking about these guys, uh, the reason why he hired these two guys. And let's face it, it's it's turning out to be co-managers. Ricky talked about how he's going to learn from Murphy. And, and I get that. But sounds like Ricky's going to have a big say in things. And he's like manager in waiting to Pat Murphy. And like I said the other day on this podcast, I can see it right now. Because if the Brewers get off to a 10 and 13 start, y'all going to want Ricky Weeks as their manager. That's the problem with doing stuff like this. Okay, that's 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 one of the problems. But Matt Arnold said today, he said culture, previous success, and leadership are the three reasons why this duel was up there today. Now, culture, yeah, the culture uh, in that locker room was very good. Okay, very good. And there was nobody happy to see Craig Council leave in that locker room. I mean, maybe a... Maybe, of course, there's probably a few. You're not going to get 100% success when dealing in a locker room. Previous success, yes. Three division titles, absolutely. Part of it, you know, postseason success, we're going to talk about that. Um, you know, then we're talking about a whole different ball game. Credibility, yes, Pat Murphy's got a lot of credibility. Of course he does. Uh, of course he does. Uh, so I, I, I can see that. He called Murphy, Arnold called Murphy today, the glue of the team. The glue of the team. I've never heard that called the Murphy before until today. So, okay, backing up what you wanted to do. He said, all signs, they they cast a wide net. I don't think they cast a, cast a wide net. They looked around and they didn't see that they had any other candidates, but the best available candidate was right in house, Pat Murphy. Because they wanted, they probably wanted Stephen Vogt. He was a serious candidate, but they didn't move quickly enough on that one. Uh, and he went to Cleveland. So, uh, Murphy, he's been around. Uh, he says he learned some things in San Diego when he was a brief manager there. 
And yeah, you're always learning. I think as a player in any kind of job, you're always learning, no matter how old you are. He's going to be 65, and he's always learning. He says he's learned some things from when he was a manager back like 10 years ago uh, until now. Until now. Um, so I mean, Murphy was also on the MLB Network today. Saw a little bit of that. It's funny, the national media. They, they ask, the national media has no idea what's going on with the Milwaukee Brewers. They have no idea. So the person that asked me, says, well, you got some talent coming back. Uh, you know, you got uh, Christian Yelich, you got uh, Adamas, and you got Telez. I mean, they mentioned Telez. Telez probably is not going to be on this team tomorrow when the non-tenders come out. Telez, Telez was even on the postseason roster. Again, when the national media talks about our local teams, take that with a grain of salt because they, in most cases, we're just a, a blip on the radar to those people. Absolutely. <laughs> One thing that got him excited, Fans excited, uh, Murphy said. I'll tell you about that coming up here in a little bit. Chuck Freeman here on Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. FanDuel, I was telling you about that at the start of the show. America's number one sports book for a reason. Why? Because you can, there's so many things to play on. Live plays, um, Major League Baseball, prop bets. They're really good for prop bets. I mean, really, really good on prop bets. You go right down, check it out, download. First of all, go to fanduel.com backslash locked on, and you're going to get that qualify for that 150 bucks when you win that $5 money line play. But it's the app is so easy to use. Once you download the app, uh, over and unders, everything, live betting. Live betting is so cool. And so if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better place to get on all the action. I'll tell you right now, I'm on um, – Flowers under receptions tonight. So uh, if I'm under flowers on receptions, I would tell you all to take over. And in college basketball, I'm on the gold, the golden gopher money line. So I would say take Missouri. Go to opposite to whatever I think, and, and you'll all be a winner. So go right now to FanDuel and play those two plays. I gave you two winners. I gave you two teams I like. So you go the opposite and you'll go two and oh. That's just a side bit here. Uh, but again, go to FanDuel, America's number one sports book, and they're going to tell you exactly how to get started and all the steps. It's so easy to use. We're coming right back after this here on Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. Welcome back to Lockdown Brewers. Your host, Chuck Freeman here. Good to have you along here on a Thursday. Getting a little darker than normal outside. Um, well, we're in that, uh, we're in that, uh, turn back the clock days where, you know, you, you have like three hours of sunlight in Wisconsin. It's very depressing, but we got baseball, baseball talk, heating things up here. Our Ricky Weeks. <laughs> At the end of the press conference today, he dropped the F-bomb. And everybody laughed. And the Brewers even retweeted that out, which I was surprised. But they, you know, they obviously bleeped out the F part. But Ricky Weeks, at the end of it, dropped an F-bomb at the end. Let's go with an F-bomb in the middle. And it was just, it was, it was kind of funny. And it got fans even more fired up. I think that's what the intention was, but that's okay. You know, Ricky had a lot to say today. Now, I remember Ricky as a player. He was, I thought he was pretty quiet. He didn't say a lot. He didn't have a lot to say. He sure had, he sure has opened up a little bit at that press conference today. He's, he was very much the extrovert. That was a different Ricky Weeks from what I'd known as a player. And, of course, he might have been different around his teammates too. But 
he, I wouldn't call him a Brewers legend. He had basically one really solid year, I would say. Um, did I expect bigger things out of him as a player? Yes, but you know that was, um, you know he 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 was part of some good teams here. We'll say that with Ricky Weeks, and yeah, he's got a place in Brewer history, and probably going to be the manager one day. Now, Murphy riled up, shook up Twitter a little bit today when he had this to say. He says, "I won't call for a bunt next season. I will not call for a bunt next season." Now, I don't know if he was joking or what. <laughs> or, you know, he was trying to shake up. Didn't we just have that for the last nine seasons with the other guy? We'll call for a bunt next. So you're telling me, man, at second, and nobody out in extra innings, you're not bunting that guy over the third, which is seems to be the logical choice. I won't call for a bunt next year. He's got to be kidding. He's got to be fooling us on that. I just think that was his way of just jabbing us a little bit. But they said all the right things. I mean, yeah, they do have instant credibility. Arnold talked about them having instant credibility on this team. Yeah, I could, I see that. Instant credibility, uh, the glue of the team, and a few other things. But, yeah, the press conference, you know, you had both of those guys up there. And, yeah, they they – if anything, they get you more. They they lift the Brewer fans up because Brewer fans, I think, have been down in the dumps here for the last two weeks. Well, last week and a half since we got the news a week ago Monday that council was going to the Cubs. And, you know, we do have to move forward. Some of you haven't, but we do have to move forward. And I think the intention of those guys getting up there were that, you know, they were going to, um, uh, they were going to get people excited about Brewers baseball again. They were. Now, Matt Arnold said today, now I'm more concerned about this. Yeah, the manager thing and the coke thing, we'll see if that works. But I'm more interested in what's going to be happening on the, on the field. And Arnold's, the takeaway quote I had was, we're going to do everything to compete. Well, that's what, they, that's what all these guys say. We're going to do everything we can do to compete. Well, I hope so. I mean, I hope you don't go up there and say, well, I hope we're going to do everything. We're going to try, but sometimes our best effort just isn't worth it. No, we're going to do everything to compete. Now, does that mean raising the payroll? That's a Mark Antanasio question. Yeah, Arnold can do only what Mark Antanasio tells him to do, the payroll. Matt Arnold may want to go out and make a play for Shohei, but Mark Antanasio ain't going to have any part of that one. No part of that one. All right, when we come back, Sounds like a few teams out there are already eyeing up Corbin Burns. And the Brewers have some big decisions to make here in the next couple of days. The big ones. We'll get to all that coming up next. Chuck Freeman on Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. Welcome back to Lockdown Brewers. This is Chuck Freeman, your host. Thank you, everybody, for joining us here on Lockdown Brewers. Downloading us on Google, Spotify, Apple. All the major downloads. And, of course, you're following me on Twitter as well, Chuck Freeman. If you're watching us on YouTube, Chuck Freeman, F-R-E-I-M-U-N-D. And, of course, on YouTube, Locked on Brewers. Hit the search button. Hit the bell. You'll get alerted every time we drop an episode. So, apparently, uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers could be interested. That's no surprise. They need starting pitching. 
And I saw somebody mentioned out there about throwing in Christian Yelich as part of the package. I, I wouldn't be totally against specs. I want to get under this uh, away from this Yelich contract. I do. Because I think this Yelich contract is going to hamstring the Milwaukee Brewers on future things they might want to do. Yeah. If you're playing for the Dodgers, you're hitting 271 and 24 home runs or 19 home runs. That's fine with them. I mean, it's not great, but it's not fine. The Brewers signed Yelich with every intention of being an all-star, a perennial all-star, a great one of the best players in the league. He's not anymore. He's not that guy. So that said, if the Brewers could trade Christian Yelich in the offseason in a package deal, if they had to package him with Burns to Los Angeles, I would be good with that. Minor leaguers, that's fine. I just want to get from underneath that contract. And I don't know if the Brewers would have to send them some money or whatever, or whoever it is. It doesn't necessarily have to be the Dodgers, but I, somebody mentioned the Dodgers today. You know, the, the Dodgers are might be interested in Corbin Burns. I had the guy from uh, one of the lockdown stations, uh, lockdown Dodgers, asked me. He said, hey, how about sending, this was a couple of weeks ago, how about sending us Corbin Burns? You know, like they want to take our, our player already. If it's going to be inevitable that they trade him, we better get some good prospects. But I'll take some low-level prospects to get away from that yellow contract. I would never thought I'd be saying that day. This day has come. In this back in 2019, 2020, 2021, but I've seen enough. I'm okay to move on from Christian Yelich. If I got, if they could get that salary off my books, I can get that salary off my books, and I could start using that money for guys who are going to help the in the future on this team. Also, I saw a report the Cubs might be in. They're eyeing up. Corbin Burns, you know, I don't have any problems dealing a guy to the other side. I don't. I, I really don't. If it's going to help, my, if I'm going to trade one of my players to the, the next door neighbor, the team across the street, as long as I'm getting what I want in return, I don't have any problem with Burns playing at the Cubs or anything. If I make it a try, I don't have any problems trading with the enemy. As long as I'm getting back, I feel like I'm getting back what I deserve or maybe more for the guy. Yeah, I know some people... You know, in, in Major League Baseball, don't want to trade with their rivals. I don't care about that. Hey, if I'm going to get a good prospect or two or some position players I really need, I don't care who I'm trading with. I really don't. So I wouldn't limit it at all. And the Brewers certainly are never in a position, ever, ever, ever in a position to limit what they do. Not at all. So, yeah, trading them to the Cubs doesn't bother me. And Christian Yelich in a package deal with uh, – um, with Corbin Burns, I'd be okay as far as a sal- – I look at that as a salary dump. Salary dump. Now, by Friday night at 7 o'clock, the Brewers have to make a couple of decisions, several decisions on on 10 players. T- 10 players, they either have to tender them a contract or they become free agents. doesn't mean that just because they tender them a contract, that doesn't mean the guy can't get traded. Like Corbin Burns is on this list, just so you know. I mean, they could trade him. I, I think you all know that, but that still could be the case. So here are some of the guys who, you know, could be tendered or non-tendered. Uh, Willie Adamas, I think, will get tendered. Burns will get tendered, obviously. They're just not going to let him walk. Um, that would be like the, the dumbest thing ever. Uh, Adrian Hauser, because they need starting pitching, I think he'll get tendered. Uh, Hobie Milner, tendered. 
Um, Tyrone Taylor, I don't think they should tender him. I, I don't. I would not tender him. He's going to make about one point seven if he does get tendered. I, I I'm not good with that. Last year, yes. Rowdy Telez, I forgot right, but Rowdy Telez was even on this team, so I'm good with non-tendering the big fella, and uh, who will probably never be a starting first baseman every day for a baseman on a championship level team ever again and bat in the heart of the order, but he's due about 5.9 million. Yeah. I think a couple of years ago, some of you had been, Oh, Henry him for 5.9 million. Okay. Now, you know, he couldn't make the, he couldn't even make the postseason roster. I saw this in the journal Sentinel that they would tender Devin Williams and possibly use him as trade bait. You know, the Brewers have a history of not wanting to give their closers long-term deals like Josh Hader. Josh Hader, they they were going arbitration. They were, or not going arbitration, but they were tendering him every year. They refused to give him a long-term contract. And they might be playing that same game with Devin Williams. They could be playing that same old game with Devin Williams, tendering him, and maybe they trade him. He's going to do about uh, probably, I think, six and a half million. I think that's what I saw. Um so could they trade him with the idea of Piamps or Uribe being their closer? Because you have three guys. You have Uribe, you have Piamps, and you have So you got three. Piguero's not a closer. Piamps, Uribe, certainly throwing 103 miles an hour, has got closer stuff. There's no doubt about it. So trading Devin Williams, man, I'd be open to that. If that could help me get a couple of other positions, you're talking about an all-star closer. I'd be, I would give him away, but I, but of course, yeah, I'd tender my contract and then deal him. I'd never thought of that. They brought it up in the Journal Sentinel. I thought, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that, considering what, are we else, what else we have, those other potential closers. We have two potential closers, I think. Uh, yeah, we have two potential, because Piamps is the other guy who I'd consider. Who does have some control issues that concerns me a little bit, but I think you know most of Major League Baseball scouts look at him as a closer. Uh, Bryce Wilson, uh, I would not tender him. I think he had a career year yesterday. I know he's an innings eater and a guy who had a you know he's not a high leverage guy. He did come into some high leverage spots and do well out of necessity this past year. But um, yeah, Wilson, I'd be okay. I'd be okay non-tendering him and finding somebody else because I think we're not going to get as good as he's going to get. And and Woody, I think he, you non-tender him because you're not going to pay him for a season that he's not going to um, pitch in. But you think about having him, and, and this has been talked about, a two-year deal for Woody. So you buy him out of next uh, two years ago and you give him some money for this year and you get a two-year deal with Woody. Okay, Now Woody's not going to come cheap. I, we, we've seen him interviewed before here in the offseason. I think Woody's going to come back strong. May not be right away, but if there's anybody who I think is going to come back, and Brandon Woodruff. So I would definitely buy, give him a two-year deal. Well, that's going to do it for today. Well, you looked at the Milwaukee Brewers today, and we got new leadership on the field. The leader of that dugout is going to be Pat Murphy, followed closely by Ricky Weeks, who's got no managerial or coaching experience, but I'm okay with that. It's changed the major league baseball. You don't have to, you don't have to work up the system anymore. 
You don't have to be a third base coach anymore. That used to be the natural progression, the third base coaches and pitching coaches and hitting coaches and offensive coordinators. But today we're now to associate coaches. Oh, yeah, they also asked uh, uh, Matt Arnold why you gave him the associate manager's job instead of calling him a bench coach like Murphy used to be. He said, well, Weeks is going to have basically more power. So, again, that tells me this is a two-headed monster coaching Managing our Milwaukee Brewers, Pat Murphy, Ricky Weeks. Everything I saw in the press conference, exactly what I've been talking about the last couple of days. Good doing. Chuck Freeman, Locked On Brewers, part of Locked On Podcast Network. We are your team every day. Talk to you tomorrow, everybody. Hopefully you have some new tender or non-tender news. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.